Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. Today, we have um, a special conversation that we had with our bestie, Steffi Hill, aka Spirit Sis. And conversations with her are always our favorite, honestly. It was so fun to just connect with her. We talk about all things Japan and our travels together as friends with our astrocartography, as well as our human design and just some of the transmissions and downloads that we received on that trip together. So this episode's just a fun one to just kind of prompt you into deeper community, deeper connection with yourself and some of the reflections that come through. So we're really excited to share this with you. And without further ado, let's just get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Psychic Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. Today, I'm joined by the most beautiful human beings in the world. They are human design experts, Shayna and Dana from De Luna, And also, you may know them as my besties. <laughs> We're going to recap our Japan trip we just took last month. Hey, ladies. Hi, we are so excited to be here and have this conversation. It's just one of our favorite things on the planet is to chat us three. Human design. Literally the best. Same. I'm so <laughs> excited to recap our Japan trip too, because I've been home now for just over two and a half weeks. And I've just been integrating all of the lessons and the memories. I'm feeling so nostalgic. And I'm just like, this is such a celebration in my week that we get to have this recap and share this conversation with all of the listeners. Yeah. And same. I feel like I've been really annoying my friends. I'm like, well, in Japan, yeah. we did this and that. And they're like, shut <laughs> so up. It's true. like, you know, those people that study abroad and talk and make it their whole personality. That's yes. like me with Japan. I'm just trying to integrate <laughs> everything and, and use my chopsticks like in everyday life, like yes. to grab my phone and shit. <laughs> Same. We've been wearing our like little onsen um, pajama clothes like every single night for dinner. Jared and I have both been going and changing and putting on those outfits. And we only hang out in the outfits that we bought in Japan. And we're like, this is just who we are now. Uh, so we've been extremely conditioned by the experience and we are so <laughs> here for it. <laughs> Not yeah. me. <laughs> I have not been doing that. But <laughs> Brian did get uh, like Fox uh what is that beanie yeah. yeah yeah and he wore it half the time in japan and he's been wearing that every single night and and so i'll just let that extraness of him with the beanie fox ears take over for my share of this like japan life after japan. life after japan yeah so i kind of want to just start with like how this all began because i feel like we all used our strategy and authorities like pretty solidly because I invited you two to Japan like randomly because Andrew and I were planning on going. So the invitation was there for you projectors. But I kind of from like your perspective want to hear like how this trip came about and like your feelings about it. 
Yeah. Okay. Dana, take it away. So Jared and I have also been, we were thinking about going to Japan for in the winter to go snowboarding. And uh, we knew that we had really good astrocartography lines or that I did. And so it was like a place that was really calling me. We were thinking about going in winter and then we like checked the weather and it was just too cold and like the timing wasn't right. We're like, okay, we know that that's a place that we're really meant to go, but the timing is not right now. Maybe it'll happen later. And like the universe will let us know when it's time. So we just had that in our field this year. And then when you were like, we're going in spring, do you want to come? I was like, hell yes. And Jared was too. Like We just knew it was the timing. And this is my first international trip that I've ever done with a group of friends. So for me, that was a huge blessing and a huge part of why I just felt like it was so exciting. And so like, I love that I knew I wanted to go. I knew it was right for me, but I was like putting it out to the universe. Like I'll get the invitation when the timing is right. And then it came from you. So I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Same. I knew right away, um, that it was on my path using my G center authority. And yeah, I mean, I always say on the, this podcast, but in life, like I'm a dive in bitch. And so once I knew immediately, like this is on my path, I was just, okay, great. Like, what are the dates? let's buy the tickets. Let's just do it. And for us, this came at the end of our trip in Bali where we had a retreat, a human design retreat. And so it was flying from Bali to Japan to then meet our husband slash besties and, um, be launched into this experience, which was probably one of the most cultural shocking places I've ever been. Um, And I've traveled a a ton, but Japan definitely had more of a culture shock for me than anywhere else I've been. And it was really cool to get to witness that and, and see that it was really unexpected, which is interesting because this is like on my Uranus line. And yeah, we're going to get into that. (laughs) I had so many unexpected, uh, just observations while I was there and, um, Also, it was just so easy and effortless traveling with us six together and and kind of just letting it flow um, and go. And literally, I didn't care at all what we did or where we went or (laughs) what happened. And that was kind of nice to just like not care. Um, So, yeah, it was really, really cool. It's such a just fun experience to travel with friends and on the tail tail wings no on the the feathers on the wings off of bali is what i want to say like the tail feathers i don't know what that phrase is yeah, but i was somewhere around there on the coattails on the tailing yes you sound like me i'm always doing that you know that okay I that, up words. that was hardly a phrase but i loved it and i'm totally here for it <laughs> On the coattails. Wow. I was circling the drain, but you know, yeah, we felt it. Um, it was fun to witness you too. I mean, first of all, like coming off of Bali and then kind of transitioning into the group trip. And also you two are really seasoned travelers. So learning from you and seeing you in a different culture and like using the language and how like easy you guys both go with the flow was actually a really good lesson for me because I'm a little more uptight. I'm a little more anxious. And I was on a Neptune and a moon line. So when you two got there, that it just brought this like levity and lightness to the situation. And I was like, oh, I feel safe with my homies, even though everyone in Japan was like 
my my family. I really felt connected to people there. But regardless, it was cool to see you guys like just popping in, just being like, all right, yeah, here we are. And it was so effortless for both of you. Like I'm shocked and impressed. Wow. I was like super impressed with you because I know this is your second big international trip and you totally rocked it. And to me, you sound, you seemed like your one line did so much preparation and research that you felt so like secure and solid and grounded and just like ready to be there. So we were feeling like just so grateful witnessing you do your one line thing. And like, you know, for anyone in human design that has a one in your profile, that's the investigator line. And when you haven't done your research, you can go in feeling kind of like this insecurity, like you're not really sure what's up. And then that bleeds into your experience. But when you've done your research and you really know, you have this like really grounded, solid foundation that makes you feel super confident. So I was really noticing that and admiring that in you. And I was like, dude, she is rocking it and leading us. Like we were like your little ducklings and you were like our mother duck. Um, and us little three line came in and made <laughs> mistakes. Cause it's like the one time I didn't overly research and I was like, I'm gonna let this go. I booked a dinner for all of us, like through our hotel. And then like within like minutes, we're like getting served sperm sack and <laughs> and like cheek like faces of, of fish and you know like genital like a literal stuff. fish face no <laughs> with teeth fish. and eyeballs but, which you're supposed to eat the teeth um the sharp little razor teeth and i was that was a big like how do you doesn't that like cut you up on the way out like <laughs> and we ate so many different types of of reproduction organs like yeah. in that that meal but honestly i have to say that's a classic three line thing coming in lock because the other side of that was like such an unexpected crazy fun yeah. discovery like that was one of by far one of the most memorable things that we did in our whole yeah. trip was have that insane meal because it was like where else in the world would you ever get to experience a meal like that we had this meal in this really small restaurant that was only like what 10 people mm -hmm. and so our group took up most of the restaurant and we were served all of these, you know, different things from the sushi chef and the way that he would prepare them was like an art form. And the whole thing was just so amazing and interesting. And then we would get the food and we'd be like, Oh, what is this? And he'd be like, Oh, that's like a sperm sack from a whatever. And you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like but mid sip, I'm drinking this <laughs> white fishy soup and like mid sip, get told that it's sperm like straight up fish <laughs> sperm fish cum that I'm drinking and I like <laughs> took everything in me not to spit it out because I didn't want to be rude and, and they watch you, know, you too he watches watch every single swallow yeah he's like are you gonna swallow <laughs> yeah and I was not prepared I just if I knew what it was beforehand maybe I would have been like okay cool getting into the mindset but like being told something's come but without knowing it while it's already in your mouth too far like, too far yeah. but, just, but here we are talking about it like such an experience yeah, right no it was a memorable. highlight it was so memorable it's well, totally a highlight of my trip remember before we even walked in they like sterilized all of us like they yeah. brought this like I don't know. It looked like a, a spray gun for breeze. It was odor. It was <laughs> deodorizing your clothes. And they asked you to not wear any perfume into the restaurant, because I think a big thing about eating all of the sushi, like the raw fish is being able to taste all of the natural flavors. So there's not like very many sauces the way that we have sushi here in the United States. Like a lot of the stuff he didn't want you to dip in any type of sauce or no soy sauce, because it's like 
uh, tasting the small, subtle flavors. So they deodorized us with like a spray gun. You're not allowed to wear perfume. And even though like halfway through, I was like, Steffi, you smell really good. And you're like, oh, I wore a little bit of perfume. I hope I don't get caught. Yeah. I was afraid of getting caught. And that was like the one night of the whole trip that I wore perfume. I And I think it was like subconsciously. I was told not to wear it. And for whatever reason, I put it on not thinking. Rebellious. Yeah. I was a little. That's that Uranus line. You were yeah. like, yeah, rebel. rebelling. And I didn't mean to. It wasn't until we got in and Dana was like, did you put perfume on? And I was like, shit, I did. Like, do I ever? No. But tonight I did. Oh, so, so it was oh you, not Steffi. There you go. It's okay. There we go. It was it was a part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. I would never not follow the rules. So I just want to make that clear. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. My cancer ass is like two people pleasing to disappoint anybody. Uh, I wanted to ask how both of you felt. Like, be honest. I want to be really frank here. How did you feel being with me and Manjen, like scheduling all this stuff? One, but two, being with all four of us who all have like our defined sacrals. How did that feel for you being with like an intimate group of us? And were you exhausted? I felt like it was amazing is my personal take. I'll let Shana answer separately because right before that we had come from working in Bali where we were really moving a lot of big emotions. We were doing a retreat that was going really deep into deconditioning and like emotional healing work and moving all of that energy and holding all that space and going really deep took a lot of our energy. So we had just been like sleeping the days before we went to Japan to try to catch up, to come back to baseline, like really just taking care of our bodies and us to project our asses. We're like laying in bed all day. Like, wow, we're in Bali. We really should go see a waterfall or a freaking temple. But we were like, we can't, we have to take care of our body. We have to just let our bodies process. And so I was really looking forward to being around some charged up juicy sacrals that were excited to be there. And, you know, when I'm away from my husband, who's a man, Jen, like I really miss sleeping next to and waking up next to his sacral energy. The same thing with you, Steffi. Like sometimes I'm like, I wish Steffi was here because I just love her energy and she would bring rainbows and butterflies into my life, like with your sacral energy. So I actually like really look forward to being around sacral energy when I've been kind of like in the opposite energy. And then, you know, I was still super tired, um, going into that trip. And I feel like in general, when I travel, I'm always pretty tired. Like you're walking a lot of miles and you're on the train and, you know, I feel like Uh, traveling is so glamorous when you see the highlight reel, but in the actual moment, it's like lugging your suitcases when you're sweating and you have like all of your shit and you can't find your train and you're tired and you've been, you're hungry and like, you don't have any more water to drink. And it's like all of the real things in that moment. So I'm usually pretty tired and traveling. And I feel like Um, I was wondering like, how would it be to travel with this big group? I've never done that before. Like, even when it's just me and my partner, it's like two whole people with two whole, like different food schedules and sleep schedules. I was like, how's it going to be with six of us? And honestly, I felt like it was so smooth. I was really, really impressed because I know how difficult traveling can be. Sometimes I was kind of preparing myself like, okay, you know, when things get rocky, we all got to just, you know, be there for each other and let each other have our own experiences. And in general, I really have to say, like, I just, 
I was so um, heartened by our friendship and the way that we all know each other through these deeper lenses with astrology and human design, the way that we really know the differences in our energy levels, the way that we know how to support each other and use languaging around each other using your authority, like all of that stuff being in place. I was really like, wow, this is fucking cool to experience friends who see each other and know each other and support each other's differences. Like there was one night where I was so, I was so tired. I was getting my moon, like all these things we were out. And I was like, I'm just out of energy. And I remember thinking if I was with other friends that didn't know me and like, love me as much and understand who I am, I would feel embarrassed that I'm this tired. But instead I'm like, I just am what I am. And I knew that people were like, okay, she's a projector. Like just sit in the corner and we'll take you home soon. And like, I felt that, you know, like it, I can't imagine if we didn't understand why we were different, but the fact that we do understand is the thing that makes it, there's so much acceptance and love for one another. So for me, that was my experience. And even when things were rocky, like we know how to communicate with one another, we know how to support one another based on your own individual needs. And, and, um, it was for me like a really fun exercise and just being there to support one another through all of those, you know, moments in traveling. What would you say, Shana? Yeah. I mean, I agree. It felt really good to be charged up by a uh, charged up, excited, lit up generator battery, um, sacral battery, because, you know, even when we were with our team in Bali after the retreat, they were exhausted. Um, Colleen and Lexa are both a generator and a man gen and they're amazing. And it was so fun traveling with them too in the days after the retreat. And, but they were exhausted. And you know that if the generator and mangen are exhausted, the projectors are wrecked. So (laughs) we were were wrecked and, and the girls were so exhausted and it felt hard to get um, our energy back. So we really did let ourselves rest, like Dana said, but then literally touchdown in Japan, Dana and I are still just so tired and exhausted figured out a car situation, which was harder than expected because Uber is not so reliable, uh, where we were. And so we talked this guy into giving us a ride, like a a taxi van guy, but like not, uh, like Like I needed a booked reservation and we didn't have one and And we we were like, can we do it anyways? And he's like, well, no. And we're like, we're like, okay. So we walk (laughs) away and he's like, okay. And then he drove us an hour and 20 minutes to our hotel, which is crazy. Anyways, so we're exhausted in that car ride, like literally no zest, no excitement, nothing in us that's like, wow, we're in Japan, so excited. Like the the feelings that you get when you're going on an international trip, we didn't have those because we were so tired from Bali and coming straight from there, right? So get to the hotel and Steffi comes into the lobby and gives us a hug like we're checking in at the front desk gives us a hug and literally i felt my body like do 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 like so excited <laughs> just like oh my gosh we're in Japan. can't wait can't wait to do all the things like i'm gonna wash my face super fast in your bathroom like i don't need a shower i don't give a fuck let's just go out and play and it's like that shit is real right like you yes. can't fake that there was nothing in me that could have mustered that if if somebody wanted to argue like our energies don't impact each other it's like literally 
night and day. And then we went out and we went out all day and then continued to do so for 10 days straight. Um, so I definitely felt charged up. Yes. There were times of like bitterness that I would feel in myself of like, must be nice to be a generator and be just like excited to do all these things. And like these generators have no idea what it feels like to not have a sacral. Like I definitely felt some moments of bitterness and I would notice it immediately at this point and be like, oh, okay, that's my not self. Like I shouldn't be pissed that they don't know what it's like to be a non-energy being. Like that's not about them. This is about me. Like, am I communicating that I need to go rest? Like, I don't have to keep up. My pressure centers are telling me that I have to, but I don't. So like, there is definitely some moments like that to be fully honest. Um, but the, uh, with human design, it's like, I could just notice it so quickly and know like, oh, that's my not self like, cool. And it didn't have to be like a big ordeal or something dramatic or something confusing or me questioning, like, what's wrong with me? Am I sick? Like, do I have like some illness that I can't keep up with my, like, we're all the same age and what's wrong? Like, yeah, I had human design to really just quickly identify what I'm feeling and not put the blame on other people, but really take accountability for my own shit. And the fact that I chose this design and here we are. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like everyone was in their not self at one point, like all, all of the sacrals were definitely probably frustrated because they couldn't follow a response or, you know, or like yeah. Brian saw a gift shop and Jared was like, we got to keep going or whatever it was. Like- <laughs> that was the battle of the sacrals, yeah, which exactly. I, battle of the sacrals is something that I love to observe in friend dynamics or family dynamics because Brian's whole family basically are sacral beings and like and it's the same like in Japan where Jared's sacral is like nope we gotta like sacral yes we gotta go over here and Brian's sacral is like boop locked onto like some fucking keychain or something and like wants (laughs) to just stand there and look at it and the battle of the sacrals is like uh, yeah, absolutely. Tension. I tension. definitely felt frustration like, at times with the group. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, figure this out. And then, like, the manifester side of me was like angry when someone couldn't like decide like quickly, like not fast enough for me. But at the same time, too, just to like preface how I was even planning this trip to begin with, like, I looked at all the transits, I looked at all of our astrocartography. Like, I was really kind of psycho about when we planned this trip. But still, like we had a retrograde happening. So like the day that retro and leading up to a huge eclipse in a critical degree in Aries. So I knew all of this was bubbling up during our major trip. But what was so crazy leading in is we were like, okay, everything's calm. Everything's fine. And then the day that Mercury retrograde shadow hit, we had to find this train to go to Nara, which is this beautiful place with deer. And all of us kind of thought we could just stroll into the train station. And then all of a sudden we were like missing a train. We couldn't get on a train. And I've never in my entire life seen you, Shana, run as fast as you, like pure <laughs> athleticism. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever I've seen you. I've never seen you run. I've never seen you run one or even, <laughs> even stroll slightly fast. And, and you were like or the walk. wind. 
But anyway, it was so apparent, like trying to navigate these Tokyo rail systems when retrograde hit. But again, it was so just like to echo what both of you said about having the awareness of our designs and astrology and having this lens, it made us all laugh. It like really kind of brought us together. And even when I felt anxious or someone was tired or whatever it was, we all were like, oh, we get it. So that was such a cool dynamic for the group trip. And knowing our astrocartographies, anyway, it was so layered, but so yeah. fun as well. I know. I feel like it takes the shame and blame, like either taking something personally or like, um, or projecting it onto someone else. It takes that away. When you can feel what you're feeling, you can honor what you're feeling and you can have this like greater awareness. It kind of like neutralizes things without like spiritually bypassing the things that you feel. Um, but I'm curious to hear for you, Steffi, what is it like to travel with two projectors? Do you feel like we're like your two little lumps that you're like dragging along down the street because we have no sacral energy to offer the group? No, not at all. I, w- I was saying at the beginning, like witnessing how easy and how go with the flow you both are because you're such seasoned travelers, but also you're so good at seeing people and holding space. But then also you have just really profound things to say, like, Dana, we, we went into this, um, really beautiful tea ceremony, which we'll get into, but like I had this takeaway and then Dana rattles off like verbatim what, what our master, like our tea master said in a way that like elevated. And it was just really cool to see the wisdom that both of you bring to like the honor and respect of the culture. And that was something for me where maybe I would have like skipped, skipped by a temple or done this. And you two really are present in the space and like see everybody and take it all in. So that for me was a blessing. And it did Mm. like your energy did help kind of stabilize me instead of like my normal, like hyper speed energy. So I think it was like so beautiful to have your wisdom and guidance. And just honestly, you like seeing me for who I am and I don't know. I loved that. Mm, yeah, that's so cool. And I think, you know, when we talk about our human design types and seeing how we, we all have like the different energies that are really designed to be in harmony when you're in a big group like that. And you know, everyone's different designs. Like we didn't have every single one of the five types, but we had three out of five. And, you know, with you having that, that kind of manifestor flavor, it's like, you can feel the role that everyone gives and takes and like plays together. It's cool. I think it's really beautiful to have friends that have the differences because you feel the way that your energy is, um, you know, shaped and changed and how you grow and evolve based on your friends that have kind of that different energy and see the world in different ways. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. And also to see you on your lines too, with astrocartography, I wanted to get into really quickly. Yes. So just for reference, if anyone doesn't know, astrocartography is, you know, astrology of place. So before we went, I like to look up, you know, how our influences are going to be aspected in the place we're going to. So in Japan, I had already known Shana. I already knew that you were on a Uranus line. And then we looked up Dana's and she was on a sun line and I was on a moon and a Neptune. So those are four different energies. So I wanted to ask, I don't know who wants to go first. Like, Mm -hmm. how did you feel being on those lines? Yeah, I'll go first. So I felt 
being on my sun line, I felt great. Like, honestly, uh, when I travel sometimes, um, I can be kind of sensitive. My body can be kind of sensitive to food and to different water. And like, I can feel kind of like tired or like just weird sometimes with health stuff when I travel, depending on where I go. And now I'm like, maybe also depending on the lines that are there. And I have to say like the whole time that we were in Japan, I just felt so good. Like I felt so vibrant and like shining and really confident and really like uh, grounded in myself. Like I felt no time where I was like, should I try to be something I'm not, or try to say something I'm not? Like, I just really felt so me the whole time that I was there, which is really interesting because I'm in a place that is so different from anywhere I've ever been. And, you know, really learning something that's totally unfamiliar with me. So it's interesting that I could feel so myself while I was there the whole time. But I think that really speaks to that sunlight energy. And then also, um, you know, coming just from doing the Bali retreat, but I know that with the the sun MC line that I was on, it was like very, um, career focused. And for me in Japan, I was just feeling like a celebration of like being super grounded in my career, my career as an extension of who I am as an individual. And I was kind of like riding that high. And actually I gave myself such a huge permission slip to like not work at all the whole time we were in Japan, which I can't even remember the last time I didn't think about working at all, uh, for an entire yeah. two weeks. Like I literally gave myself permission to like not post one thing on Instagram or like not answer one email. And, um, because I think I was just feeling really grounded and confident and expansive in my career without needing to like do anything or prove myself. So for me, I felt really good being on my sunline. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What about you, Shana? I would, I would agree. Um, I didn't work at all in, in Japan and that was like, so, uh, free freeing and just fun and easy. Um, I definitely felt really unexpected energy in Japan, which I knew going into that, that was going to be the case, but, um, it was even more unexpected than I was expecting. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the food was unexpected, unexpected. I was imagining more, um, or expecting more seafood, um, which don't get me wrong. We all had our fill of like every part of seafood that you could have. Um, but, there was so much more pork in everything. There was literally pork in, I want to say 90% of the food. Um, even if it was like a vegetarian based dish, it would have like pork glaze or like a pork broth or something. There's so much pork. And so I just wasn't expecting that. And of course I don't eat meat. Um, I only eat fish. So it was really hard for me to eat when we were in Japan the whole time. So that was, um, once again, unexpected. It wasn't bad. It was just shocking. Um, and then I don't know, I felt really good and just kind of going with the flow and the breeze. I think I told Jared at one point, like nothing could upset me. Like I, you could punch me in the face and I'd be like, cool, that's what we're doing today. Like I literally <laughs> just don't feel like, I felt like I couldn't be shaken from my core. Cause there yes. was, it was just so like, great. Miss the train. Great. Miss that. Cool. I don't care. Like candy, I'll like just that. eat rice. Like, and, and so it was, it was 
going with the flow energy is what I really felt there. Um, and then just being shocked. But some of my favorite things that we experienced there were the unexpected fun times that we had, like when we rode bikes, e-bikes for the day. And I was shocked at how much I love an e-bike, which that was my first time riding one. And we have one in our garage and I just never (laughs) rode it before. And in the rain, we rode the e-bikes in the rain, which was unexpected. And it ended up being super fun and epic. It was like the best thing I think we did our whole trip. It was so fun. But I, bike Shana, we all know, well, by we, I mean us three here. (laughs) We all know (laughs) that bike Shana is a whole new person. And I just, I had such a blast on the bikes. And then we came across this, this, Saki bar I came across and like intentionally went to a Saki bar that Brian found. Yeah, but yeah um, kind of random still. Yeah, yeah, super random, like in the moment, like where's the Saki bar we can go to? And he found one and the guy, the owner of the shop there just started putting on records of Queen and um, who else? Like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you just sing along to it was so much fun. Fun. It was a blast. So all of the just like surprising, random, unique things that that you couldn't plan for were my favorite. It was so it was just so fun to be kind of swept away. But also like I'm trying to eat. So <laughs> you too. did a really good job. You're like it's fine. I I've eaten rice for seven days, but I'm cool. It was like you were on Survivor or something. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating in seven days. It was cool to see both of those lines play out for both of you. You know, like Dana, because you're a Leo, like you are ruled by the sun. So that part of you that's so glowy and charismatic and like fun and playful to be around. And Shayna, like being on a Uranus line for you, it was so fun to see you like toggle back and forth between like the let's do this. this," And like you were so buzzy and fun and It was just really cool. But then again, with your, you know, in temples, you would slow down, you would be present. Like you just had this like back and forth dynamic energy about you. That was so cool. For me, what's interesting, I was on a moon and a Neptune line. So I thought I was going to go there and just be like an outer space channeling the entire time, right? Like that's very like chakra centered. But I think it's funny because normally, you know, I'm very present of how my body is almost so much so where my anxiety lays like really heavy on my shoulders, like day to day, as you both know. And when I was there, it almost felt like it was lifted a little bit. Like it almost felt good to be in the clouds. I mean, it was still present for the most part, but do you know what I mean? It felt like, oh, spiritually, I feel that I didn't have a whole lot of anxiety. There was only one day I hadn't had like an anxiety attack, which was when the deer were like biting me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those deers were feisty. But what's really interesting is when we were going to Nara, I felt this like very anxious, like scattered feeling. And that was the first time I felt that. And when we were petting the deer and stuff, I just didn't feel normal. I felt like unsafe. I felt uncomfortable, even though it was a really cool thing to have these deer come up to us. And then we decided to go to this temple where there's huge, big golden Buddha. I think it's like one of the biggest in Japan or Asia. I forgot what, do you remember? I don't forgot which one it was. I think it's one of the biggest in the world. In the world. Okay. Yeah. I thought I remember that. 
And we were like running out of time before we had to catch a train back because this was the day of Mercury retrograde shadow. So I kind of like pinned it off like, oh, it's maybe shadow. Maybe I'm just having a low wave. I'm not exactly sure. And then we go to this Buddha and we walk inside and I see this Buddha and I instantly get hit with this homecoming. Like I mm. feel like I've I've been here before and I've seen this or, or I was here when it was built and the whole like community. And I started getting flashes, but I didn't really know what it was. And I just started bawling and like my Mm -hmm. face got all red. And then I like looked to both of you like help, you know, I was like, what's happening. And then I think you, Dana, were like, you're having a past life recall. I was like, oh yeah, duh. And then we like (laughs) walk over to where, and I kept on feeling really hot. And I look back at the photos, my face is like beet red in a lot of those photos. And we look back and there was this little like model of the community. And I remember looking over it and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like it looked when I lived here. And then they said it all burnt down. So I was like, I don't know if I was in a fire or what happened, but like, that was so crazy. So I'm wondering if that anxiety leading up was like, maybe I was feeling the anticipation for the past life, but regardless, I had little moments of like past life recall here and there, but spirit was super calm and super non-annoying, like, like they are in America. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but for the most part, that was like kind of my, some of my downloads and experience, wow. like my moon and my Neptune. That just reminded me um, of parts of the trip that I totally forgot. Um, and it's it's just so crazy how you can walk into a place and just know, like have that knowingness of I've been here before. Um, and it's so striking and it's it's so palpable like so real that um it's it's just undeniable and i'm sure everyone listening has had an experience like that um if you haven't start paying attention to like your what you're feeling but i mean if you're listening to this you've definitely felt it before i'm sure yeah even um, just chills like i just got chills as you were saying that like chills is such a sign from spirit of resonance you know and just yeah. feeling that in your body yeah, and that feeling of of um I've been here before is so special and that's one of the my favorite things about traveling like why you choose a place to go to and then plan and then spend all this money and go like there's a reason, right? You could have chosen anywhere in the world. Why did you choose here? And um to have those moments where it's like leading up to it and and then having such a dropped in like, oh shit. Like, I don't know, but I know kind of feeling. And it's so funny with the deer. I, I was in deer heaven. I was so (laughs) blissed out. I didn't give a fuck about anything. I bought like 30 crackers. I was feeding every single deer. I was luring the deer. I was a deer queen and honestly living my best life. Um, so it's just so interesting how we can go to something like two people can go to the same exact thing and get a completely different experience, even when they're best friends on the same trip, having literally the same exact experience. And it's just the energy, the dynamics, the, your past lives, your, you know, uh, why you incarnated right now and why you were drawn right here. Like there's so much at play and it's just so crazy to, to just even hear your experience versus what I felt. Oh, and, but in my defense, the deer were very aggressive. Oh yeah, totally. The deer were so aggressive. Were. I was so into it though. I was like <laughs> these Scorpio ass. Deers. Like you can bite me, bite me. I like, better claim what you want. Um, 
I was into it. I was into everything about it. But also I've always wanted a pet deer like my whole life. Um, and Brian would always say, Maui is your pet deer because he kind of looks like deer coloring. And anyway, so I was straight up teleport me back there right now. And that reminded me that another unexpected, super crazy experience for me. And then it made me kind of like moody afterwards was when we went to team labs museum, like our second day in Japan. And it was amazing. It's this, uh, experiential museum in Japan where you, the artwork you like are experiencing with with the artwork and so it's like, like there's sensory it kind of interactive lots of different senses at once yeah and it's all interactive art yeah you like you're through. wading through water or you are you know I don't even know like it's like all your senses are engaged and there's different rooms and different parts of it and we get into this one room that's all of these lights and I can't remember what it was called um but it's all of these lights like hanging from the ceiling and all around you. And they are programmed to have like a, a pattern and a, a vibe that they give off and emanate. And sometimes the room goes completely dark and then it goes completely bright. And then it has all of these different patterns. And I, this sounds so dumb, but I just had such a moment of like homecoming <laughs> in this room, in this art that somebody created. And I just had this knowing of like the person who made this is straight up an alien, like is straight up from another dimension or is connected to their future self that this is like the reality for everyone or, or just like, they know, they know what's up. And I, I felt it so much that I was instantly crying when I was in there. And I like felt almost like I was punched in the gut. Like I couldn't breathe. Like I was so emotionally like um, home is what it felt like, like home. And I felt this feeling of um, homesickness that I've never felt felt before because I don't have a connection to my home or my childhood home, I should say. And so I, I, I don't really feel homesick. Um, or if I have ever felt homesick, it's like for a home that doesn't exist. Like, it's like, almost like I want to go home, but I don't know where that is. And, um, in that experience, I literally felt like, like homesick, like a remembering coming in. And I was just so emotional in that space. And then moving throughout the rest of it, like I, I felt like almost high and, but, or like coming down from a high, if you will, where I was kind of pissed. Like I was pissed that like, I don't live there. And I was also pissed that like, nobody understands what I was feeling inside. And I was pissed that like, that I don't live 3000 years in the future or like on the other alien planet where I belong. Like I was legit pissed. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I like, wasn't talking to anyone for probably the whole, the whole rest of it. Like we went to this cool orchid space and I just like laid there, like 
yeah, this is cool, but this is like earth plants. Like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about earth plants. Take me back to like, beam me up. Yeah. Like, I was wow. so pissed. And meanwhile, Dana's like, wow, these orchids are incredible. And like, this my is favorite thing in the thing, earth in the whole- wisdom. And it's so true because Dana's so grounded. And I'm so in outer space that it's, and like, Dana's so wise, earth mama energy, like plants and trees and spirits of the earth. And I'm like, am I even on earth? Like what, oh, wow. what's happening? And meanwhile, here? I'm like waiting through the water, like so happy. <laughs> were you? The water signs. Um, yeah. You yeah, were my- quiet. Now that I'm thinking back, because we had our code word, it was tempora. If like we lost each other, you know, like back in the day in, in schoolyard, you'd be like, buddy, you know, buddy system. So all three of us would be like, tempora, tempora. And I was like, Shana was like really hanging back on this one exhibit and Dana and I were like kind of getting like motion sick. So we stepped out and we're like, tempora, tempora. And like Shana just didn't even say anything back. Do you remember? Nothing. Yeah. No, I was pissed and I wasn't pissed at you guys. I wasn't pissed at I, I was take like, everything personally. So I was I do. bitter. <laughs> I was bitter that like your person knew me and knew what's up. And like, I'm so grateful for that person, but also like, where the fuck are they? And like, why am I not beamed up right now? And like this, it was like a moment of like shattering a glass, like wall, like, you know, like just like such a moment, like breaking through the matrix is what it felt like in my body. And then to have to be like, okay, exit this room and go to a oh, different room. It's like, I'm sorry, fuck you. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. And I know that sounds dumb because it's a museum. It's an art installation. Like, could it really bring that level? But like, honestly, it was so intense for me and my body that it, it was, it was just so real. And yeah. so I don't know what that's about. I don't know. It's like literally the equivalent of going to a sacred site and remembering a past life. Like Mm -hmm. I got that from that. So time isn't linear shit. No one knows shit about literally anything. And all I know is the feeling and emotion that I got in that space was just as real as the ones that I got in Egypt at these sacred, ancient, ancient structures. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible. I recommend it, but like, don't let it ruin your day or your life. I feel like it's borderline because for me. It reminded me of the exhibit that you're talking about. Like it reminded me of, if you've seen the movie interstellar where they're like tapping into all of the different dimensions and they're in that like infinite possibility plane where you can see all things like above their illusion. Like it reminded me of that, like a coming, when we say coming yes. home, like coming to home to our ultimate home where we exist outside of all limits or outside of all like limited perspectives. Like it was like the infinite realm. And then to be like, okay, now go back in where there's like screaming children, like directly back into the matrix. It's like, no, I want to stay connected to my or the lobby that smelled like sheet. So yeah. So it's so it's so and it's so funny that you both said the word homecoming. So Steffi for you, it was like going to the Buddha the big Buddha. And it was just like that instant, like tears in your eyes, like so emotional Shana for you. You felt like that moment was your homecoming. I also had a homecoming moment that was when I was not with either of you, we had just separated and I was with only Jared. And we went to this temple where we drank the spring water out of 
the thing and it was like sunset and we were the only one there. It was like right before it closed and it's like normally really busy, but everyone was gone and just drinking the water and allowing in that water was like instant homecoming brought tears to my eyes because it just felt like I have had lives here, like drinking this sacred water. And, you know, for me, that was my, which is exactly what we're all like the earth magic was for (laughs) sure. That was my, my homecoming experience. And like, I have done this before. I, I almost like felt like I could remember doing the ritual before of how you drink the water coming out of this faucet and that faucet that leaves that spring water. That's always flowing. Like it's so old. It's been there for almost a thousand years. So that was my moment. And I wanted to share that, um, that temple that I'm talking about having this homecoming, the ticket that they give you, I have right here has on the back that when Canon Sama arises in your mind, then you are in oneness with Canon Sama. And I thought that Canon Sama was the name of this temple because the name of the temple starts with a K. But then I was like, wait, no, that's not the name of the temple. The temple has a different name. And I was like, what is Canon Sama? And I Googled it. And that's what they call Kuan Yin in Japan. They call her Canon oh, Sama. Wow. And Kuan Yin is my deity. Like she is like my, one of the biggest uh, like ascended master deities that I call in, that I work with, that I pray to. And it just really struck me that this was this phrase and this idea of when something arises in your mind, you are at oneness with it really stuck with me. And it, for me, it's like, anytime you remember an experience or you remember a person that you met, when that arises in your mind, the reason that it's coming to you is because in that moment, you're experiencing divine unity and divine connection with that thing. And it changed my whole perspective on why we remember things in the moments that we do. And like, I've always had this feeling when I go travel that you connect in with this very special place, right? Like for example, Steffi, you with the Buddha at that temple, Shana, you, that room, and those two places are there right now existing and you're no longer there. But once you go there and you have that really deep connective moment where you like experience oneness with that place and all of the wisdom that's there. Once you experience that and then you leave that place, it's like, I don't want to be gone from that place. Like I want to just be with that place forever. And it's sometimes it feels like that place is missing from you now, or you're missing it. But the fact that when you remember it, you are experiencing oneness and all of the time and space and distance that separates us literally doesn't exist. When you're remembering something, when you're talking about it in a conversation, like your energies are united. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from this whole trip. You know, when we go on these trips and we create these memories with friends, we create these core memories with really special places that our soul has kind of called us to be there with. Um, We're not just creating memories. Like we're connecting ourselves deeper with oneness because those memories are so strong. They like unlock a whole new level of our experience in life. Mm, Yes. Wow. Beautiful, Dana. Mic drop. Yeah. Boom. But the Canon Sama, I did not know that Kuan Yin is called Canon Sama. I know, because I remember talking about that with you um, in Japan, and we thought Mm -hmm. it was the name of the the temple, um, which is us. There was such a big language barrier that we were trying our best with Google Translate um, in general for anyone listening who's like, how could you not know the name of the temple that you went to? It's like, 
you don't know the because not everything of... is written in in character like a lot of the japanese characters on signs it doesn't have it in english or like even in english characters yeah exactly yeah, so like it's with a, a k, k right mm-hmm. um so it's yeah it's it was hard to the translation um in general but um we did our best and i remember talking about that in japan and now hearing that that that's for Quan Yen, it just like full body chills. I can't believe um, that that's what that means. And I love that teaching so much. And, you know, I'm curious for you to talk about the tea ceremony, which was another big experience. <laughs> we could we go loved. on for hours. Let's just I recap know. all 16 days like front to back. <laughs> um, yeah. The- the tea, tea ceremony, ceremony for me was one of my favorite things. What about you? Do you agree, Steffi? Same, same. Yeah. yeah. And I love how yeah. it was like a perfect culmination of like us wanting to do tea ceremony and then Steffi going on and like doing the research and we got a private tea ceremony, which was like Shana's suggestion, but Steffi's like research and doing. And it ended up being so amazing. And our tea master, her name was Dodo. She was such a beautiful person, by far one of my favorite favorite people that we got to connect with in the whole trip. Like I think about, I thought about her every single day since. And when she arises in my mind, I know that I'm at oneness with her and uh, like all of the different things that we talked about in the tea ceremony, I wrote them down because they really uh, lasted, you know, lasted in my spirit. And like one of the big things that um, is associated, one of the phrases that's associated with tea ceremony that she brought up was Ichigo Ichi-e, which means one moment, one meeting. And basically this idea that tea ceremony helps us to really be present with this moment because each moment is completely unique. Each moment is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, you know, that level of presence was something that I saw a lot in this trip, like echoed in different places, but it was definitely like a big focus in our tea ceremony to be so present with every little movement, with every sensation and like the different words that she brought in that she wanted us to talk about and, you know, think about as we were in our tea ceremony, one of them was purification, which in tea ceremony, she had this beautiful, like almost dance ritual that she would do to clean the tea cups and to place the water. And so all like purifying the energy. And then she also had us use our breath to stop and breathe and really allow ourselves to purify our own being before entering into that moment. So that idea of purification and your breath being something that can purify you, that just really stuck with me. And I've been thinking about, you know, how much I love cleaning my space at home and purifying that energy, but then also thinking consciously of my breath is not just helping me relax or get centered. Like it's purifying my essence and my being. That was one of the amazing takeaways for me. And then another word that she brought up was respect and, you know, teaching us different types of bows that were, you know, bowing to one another to really show our appreciation for each other, to show the fact that we see each other. That was something that I thought was so beautiful that stuck with me so much, you know, just taking the time to bow to people, to show that you see them, that you appreciate them, that you acknowledge their presence there. And we saw, you know, in like the train station, the, the person who worked on the train cars that would go in between the train cars, 
he would stop and bow in the beginning when he walked into your car and as he leaved and everyone that made eye contact would also bow, like just acknowledging each other's presence and showing that level of respect. So beautiful. That's something I definitely like want to take with me. Um, the other thing that she talked about the beauty of silence and, you know, not having music on, not speaking, but really let really being silent and listening to the most subtle sounds, like the sound of the water boiling, the sound of the tea going into the cup, the, the subtle sound of nature outside. And that is so cool because I feel like in our, you know, having the music that we have and having Spotify and having podcasts, like how many moments do we actually just sit and listen to the small sounds? So I think that was a beautiful takeaway. And then the last word that she brought was harmony, wanting to have harmony between every person in the room, wanting to have harmony between you and the physical thing you're taking a part in, whether that's the tea ceremony or the meal that you're about to eat, and then wanting to have harmony with the nature, the humans and the nature and having that reflection there. So those four words, like I wrote them down, I've been journaling on them every single day, and I've been kind of like infusing them into everything that I've been doing. Those are like my big takeaway uh experience from all of Japan were like these words from tea ceremony. I want to mm. give you an applause. That was so beautifully recapped. I really appreciate again, that's that projector wisdom coming in. Something that I noticed about the tea ceremony that I've been integrating, which is very different from your, but still like everything you said, I really landed on me, but something that I noticed that Dodo is talking about, which is so cool having different perspectives, right? She's talked a lot about like how things were facing based on like the company that you were with. And I think back, I love hosting people. I know both of you are great hosts as well. But whenever I host, I'm like frantic. I'm like, oh my gosh, get the chips, get this. And like, when are they coming? And it's so funny because now I'm like thinking about what an honor it is to sit with my friends and like maybe setting up like a beautiful setting for them and, and sitting and enjoying conversation. And even when I've been going out to eat and stuff, like imagining that I'm being invited into someone's space and really thinking about like how they're setting things up and how I'm eating and everything like that. And just being present with friends. Another huge takeaway I got from Japan is like how close everybody is with their family. And I saw a bunch of like girls on the subway talking and giggling and like best of best friends. And even when I went to Disneyland, which, or, which was like a total one-off random thing, um, I noticed that people dress in pairs and it was really important for people to have a best friend to go with. So that to me too, like just to add on to the tea ceremony, like being with each other in the sacred space, listening and purifying our breath together, like hearing us all breathe in and out at the same time, but then also laughing and giggling at with each other afterwards when they gave us like props, like fans. And even Dodo, our, our team master was like making jokes, like when we're breathing, like she was telling us to breathe like longer. And then she's like, I don't hold my breath that long. I would die. And we all like, started <laughs> laughing. Is that what she said? Didn't she say something yes. along those lines? Yeah. Um, but anyway, just to wrap it up in a bow, like my takeaway from not only that beautiful, like really profound tea ceremony, but also like noticing who I'm with, like both of you, your husbands and my partner, just really seeing like the sacred bond we all share and then how cool it was to experience that, that ceremony together. Yeah, I know me too. I, I, I feel that, and I was saying this before we started recording that my intention for the next few months is really to just 
cultivate and hold space for or um, reverence for my family of, of friends and family members, but like that cultivation of that, that community energy, um, whether that is, you know, having couples dates or, um, or double dates, if you will, or meeting up and prioritizing going and having lunch with a friend, um, uh, just sitting with friends that, that energy is, is really coming up in my life right now. So I'm wanting to really just honor it and hold space for it and, and honor the reverence and magic that it is, because we really got to see that in this hyper-focused, you know, 10 day trip, um, 10 days for Brian and I much longer for both of you. Um, but seeing how, how it's just nice to just sit together and, um, I love hosting. I can't wait to have people over. We just remodeled the house. I'm like, I can't wait to have people over and have a dinner party and just make things beautiful. That extra level of intention of the way the plates are facing and everything like that. I get off on that shit. I love it. So I'm really excited. Brian's probably going to listen to this and be like, we are not buying more dishes. We're not buying more like beautiful chargers and things like that. Cause I, well, can't. you can always buy stuff from Japan. Cause remember Astro cartography, you don't have to be on the line to use its energy. So I brought home a lot of stuff from Japan, like face masks and like little chopsticks and things like that. So I'm trying to like get that moon and Neptune line when I want it. So oh, that's a cool that. little hack if you want. But in general, I think the take the big takeaway, if you're listening and you're really wanting to explore, if you can find a community group that, you know, you can dive into or like-minded souls, or even just a friend, even if it's just like going up an hour away to, to go hiking or go camping, I think doing trips with friends brings out so much beautiful, like observations from your soul. And I highly recommend it. I feel closer to both of you. I don't even know if that was possible, but I feel like so deeply connected. It's going to be a trip I'll remember for the rest of my life. So thank you for both like taking the the leap and doing that with me because I will remember that forever. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're like, I wish that I had friends to travel with, I encourage you. I'm sure that there's lines that you could look at in your astro cartography of places to go travel alone and meet people. Um, And that it's that connecting with that energy of community, of gathering, of sitting and just being and feeling each other's energy. So even going to like your favorite coffee shop or your favorite restaurant and just sitting and being in there, feeling the energy. Um, But one thing that I saw in Bali a lot was literally people sitting in a cafe and not knowing anyone and bumping into someone and starting conversation and connection and making a close friend. And I think that happens a lot when you travel in general. So this is your sign. If you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do next, go travel, spend time with friends, just sit and feel each other's energy. And that's, that's the medicine that we received. And I am here for it. Same, same. Yes, same. I'm just so grateful for um, the way that one experience together can expand you so much when you share it with others. You know, like getting to hear both of your two perspectives on, like, Shana, what you were saying, like the same trip, same experience, but different take, different perspective. Like, 
I feel like, you know, getting to share an experience that was so powerful and meaningful for you with others and getting to hear other people's perspectives of that, like it just amplifies, uh, the takeaway and the presence. So I also want to encourage anyone listening. If you are, you know, going somewhere and you've, you are sharing it with someone to have a circle like this, to have a gather around and to hear each other's perspectives, even though you shared the same experience to ask each other, these same questions, what was that for you? What was your most special moment? Was it, what was a moment that was challenging for you? And to take that extra time to communicate it, because I think that so often we think like, oh, if I'm not going to doing a huge epic trip, it's not worth sitting down and talking about it and telling stories. But even if you just took a weekend trip to the beach with a friend and then to sit down and to recap and to hear each other's perspectives, um, I think that that's such a beautiful practice. So thank you for listening while we're doing that. And I'm so grateful for the two of you to hear your perspectives today and to recap. I'm so grateful for just the feeling of expansive love and warmth it has to be able to share this conversation. Same. Y'all gonna make me cry, which is <laughs> a normal occurrence, but still <laughs> I love you both so much. And if you were intrigued by anything today, or you're like, what does that mean? What does the sacral mean or anything? Uh, please go to the day Luna human design podcast. Where can they find you work with you? Go to your retreats, read your book, all of your, all of your offerings and things. Yeah. So you can go to our website, daylunalife.com. You can also go to our Instagram at dayluna and our book is your human design. It's everywhere. Books are sold. Um, yeah. So that's where you can go to dive into all things human design with us. They're authors y'all. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And their book is amazing. Talk about high vibrations. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for your time. I love you so dearly. I'm going to, I'll link a few podcast episodes in the show notes. I'll also link an astrocartography episode if you want to catch up before or re-listen to this. And you know where to find me, spiritsis.com on TikTok, spiritsis and Instagram, spirit underscore sis. Love you all and have a beautiful rest of your day.